How would you like some peanut butter with that jelly sandwich? Mother. Hey, oh, it's the Chris Court Show. Hey, oh. What's going on? This is Southside Jake. You're listening to the Chris Court Show, and this show is brought to you by. Hi, hi, hi. Welcome back to the Chris Court Show. We have Matt sitting in front of me, of course. Yeah, of course. Lovely PJ Conway. Hi. That's all you got? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, you are here. <laughs> and of course, you heard in the intro, Southside Jake. How you doing, man? I'm well. Thanks so much for having me, boys. Salutations. Yes. All the way from Southside. All the way. I took a long <laughs> trek. Thanks for the hotel accommodations and the overnight. The, the Well, you know, that's that's what we do here. No, I'm right down the road. It took me like five minutes to get here. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and you were, you were eating at Craples. I had a steak at Craples and a whiskey, and I'll tell you what, it was glorious, and I told you off air I was worried about the timing, and it was flawlessly executed, need I You say. don't have to worry about timing here. We're never on time. I learned that. As you see. <laughs> I'm not going to give away the secrets, but I was nervous about a call time that was not necessary. Oh, yes. Don't worry about that. We got that covered for you. So, uh, But at least we have alcohol to cover the oh, time. Oh, hell yeah. So, yeah, we got, we got plenty of it. If you need any more, we have Cuddy Cirque. Actually, this ain't bad. If you put it on ice, it's really not bad. Yeah. yeah. Not too bad at Doing all. Doing shots of it's terrible. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you're a bush light guy. I love the bush light. Yeah, I'm a domesticated light beer kind of guy. Yeah. But by bush for real. Well, yeah, there's always a couple 30 racks in the garage. Yeah. Love bush light. And you actually drink the bottles? This is the first time drinking bottles. Well, I prefer the bottles. You, I don't drink the bottles because you can't acquire bottles in a right, tavern, right. at least around here. And then if you get a 30 rack of bush light, like it's way more right. economically feasible to just grab a couple yeah. 30 racks. But anytime um, down south or in Nashville or whatever, you go to a bar, they always have bottles. No shit. So I'm like, yeah, dude, give me a bush light bottle, please. Yeah. I was feeling bougie. I wanted to get the bottles. I love it. Yeah. I think beer, ta- it's all psychological. I think it tastes better out of a bottle. Actually, so do I. Yeah. The can, uh, they say that can is supposed to be better, but I like it like coming from the glass, from the actual bottle. It just does something. Maybe it's the actual opening. It's got to be. Wrapping I'm, your lips around the whole opening. Yeah. and You guys were talking yeah. about brewing yeah, beer. Like the- yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's that, PJ? <laughs> You like you like the kind of opening. Oh yeah, the bottleneck. You know that's a bottleneck. Things that are that shape. <laughs> Jesus, I'm yeah. actually the opposite with the cans. I think it tastes better out of a can. Oh really? Yeah. Well, there's purists that I can't speak knowledgeably, but you guys were talking about brewing beer and all this stuff yeah. when we were talking off air. I think there's actual logical reasons why bottle is not better. There like is. as far there as is, a yeah. brewmaster would be like upset mm-hmm. that I said that, but for me, just Southside Hillbilly, I like. The bottle. I'm in agreement <laughs> with you, the, but there is a say, yeah, there is uh, Id- ideology behind a can right. because of there's no uh, sunlight that Light, can get lighted. through. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, there's no um, uh, CO2 that can get out or anything like that. Like in a in a top, it could still get out. That's also the difference between a brown bottle and a green bottle and a clear bottle, yeah. right? Like yeah. different light can yeah. get in or whatever. Yeah. Like yeah, I see. 
Yeah, that's why the Coronas and, and stuff have that musky smell to it. <laughs> because, because of the, the sunlight. It's all clear. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Most Mexican lagers do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, even when it comes to that, I like. I think it's cheap beer. Soul, like the Sun, S O L. Oh like, yeah, that's my favorite. Yeah, Mexican beer out of a bottle always. I don't like, think I've ever had that actually. Soul's my favorite. I think it's a cheap beer, but I'm not. Again, I'm not knowledgeable enough in the space. I just know a Soul out of a bottle is a very enjoyable. Oh, it, that that's just a regular light beer. I think it's. I think it's Bush Light. You know okay. what I mean? All I right. think it's the Mexican version of Bush Light. I, I think so, but again, I'm way out of my. I, <laughs> we'll have to try that. We're out. starting off on a topic that I'm way out classed on already, so I don't know. <laughs> we'll try it out. We'll try it out. Yeah. So, um, so PJ, what were we going to show him? Yeah, you seen you grabbing the papers here. <laughs> PJ's excited to show. You, you to, to show, do show and tell your insides. Make sure, we do have a camera today, so make sure you show oh, the yeah, camera as well. There is a camera. You can. <laughs> oh, did you have a procedure, I, I sir? Had a, I had a colonoscopy. Oh my! It looks like a pear. It's a clean. There you go. It's a. It, it even says on there a clean butthole. Let Doctor Jake say butthole, get a look here. It looks kind of nice. Yeah. It looks like a. Uh, yeah, I thought yeah. so. I actually watched a peach. Watch, uh, a, a peach. Yeah. Sometimes I watch uh, porn now, where some they of it, put a camera inside. It kind of looks like that. It's nice. These, Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> you watch you colonoscopy porn? No, it's not inside. The, He's uh, about it's not vaginal. Inside, yeah, it's in the videos. Oh, okay. <laughs> so there's actually porn where they stick a they colonoscopy. Put a little, little camera on the penis and put it in there. Really? Yeah. Why would you want to see that? Just uh, why a, would I, I want to see colonoscopy? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't I search. Look I how didn't clean search it. For it. Look how clean it is, Jake. So, so yeah. outside, Jake's ready to leave. I just checked <laughs> the time. He really did. <laughs> yep. Yep, yep. Uh, no, no polyps. It looks like clean yeah, walls. Uh, not a lot of tears. Thank, thank you. Looks, thank you. Yeah, Dude, congratulations. Are, thank um, you, Dr. Southside, Jake. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. That was the picture of my throat, though. Oh, uh, this one was? <laughs> no, it's my ass. <laughs> No, Either I way. see clear. This is colon right there. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, you know a colon when you yeah. see one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how was that? Did they put you under? Oh yeah, it it was terrible. Um, I had to take Marilax. I had to take. It was a whole oh, thing. Oh, because you got to flush before, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, it was rough. Like, you know, that day you got to absolutely do nothing and just shit. That's pretty much it. Damn, that's horrible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> way too much info, especially in this forum. Oh yeah. When you haven't listened to our what, show, what, have you? <laughs> what age are you supposed to start getting these? Why does the one about? And how, are you there yet? No, I'm not there. But so is everything okay? I had low iron. So let's stick a camera in the button. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they said. So my doctor said, "All right, low iron is usually it's it's normal in a girl." Okay. And I was like, "Oh, okay, cool. Well, then I'm good." And he said, "No, because you're a man." So he had me go to another doctor that you have to get a colonoscopy because there's some internal bleeding. Like women have internal bleeding when they have their periods and shit. Yeah. Well, this was internal bleeding in a man, so it was worrisome, so they had me do it. Damn. But there was nothing wrong. But you're good for real? Yeah, I'm good. Nice. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> shit. Salud. Right. I drank happy, some happy New Year. whiskey for that, so. And, and you probably doctor, lost a little weight flushing all that nonsense out of you. I think that's her, but three pounds. Patel is just into that kind of thing. I got to get his uh, autograph. Uh, Rob oh, sent me should, the pictures. You should get him to oh, sign them and frame them. <laughs> uh, we got um, on our live show. We were auctioning off a uh, album from my old band that we were all going to sign, and then I was going to have my doctor sign. Oh, I could just use that. Yeah, yeah you could superimpose <laughs> that. Oh shit! <laughs> you now have, that you don't even have to go talk to him. Right? <laughs> you, nice just, work. you just illegally steal his <laughs> signature. <laughs> I don't think there's nothing legal about this. All right, so uh, Jake, man, 
So <laughs> there's not one transition that's going to go well. I, I have. Um, so speaking of my butt, I heard you heard you've been writing some music. I, I heard from the grapevine. So yeah, oh, no good. man. Um, I, first off, I want to appreciate not appreciate. Look at this alcohol is coming to me now. We're talking about my colonoscopy and I'm getting nervous. Hey, we're flustered. Yeah. You know, I want to um, apologize for talking about my asshole first off. Um, but PJ brought it up. Yeah, well. I told him to. Though. I was impressed. So. No. <laughs> He's prepared to share with, it with the world. Did, the man didn't bring it up. He was prepared with documents and photo, <laughs> photo evidence. Right. Right. Were, yeah. When I sat down, they were yeah. right next to me. This yeah. wasn't staged at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, uh, remember, the, was it Anchorman? He's like, I'm not prepared to play the flute. <laughs> he just pulls the flute out of his sleeve. That's right. what just happened. Oh, can I ask me? So, so you and PJ have known each other. Yep, PJ and I play baseball together for for a half hour. Oh, we, is that what we've it known is? Each other. Yeah, apparently. Well, <laughs> I just walked in, didn't didn't freaking recognize the man. So I'm doing, hey, how you doing? I'm Jake. You know, good to see you. Blah blah yeah. blah blah blah. And he's like, like, yeah, no. It's like, yeah, I fucking know, dude. <laughs> so were you ever going to tell him, PJ, or just were you going to let uh, it? Uh, he, it out. he was trying to let it play out. No, I, oh, okay. I thought you figured it out after we after we shook hands. I thought you figured it out. We and sh- then we talked for a while. So now it's more awkward. <laughs> No, no, we, I, so when I pulled up, way too much info, this is not interesting, you were backlit, because I'm walking in yeah. from the dark, so that you were mm-hmm. just a silhouette figure, mm-hmm. so I just shook some dude's hand, you know, whatever, flustered, uh, not yeah, sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. then when we come in, I'm like, I know this fucking guy, right. this is internal dialogue, right. but politely, we all look the same, you know, we're all just dudes in hoodies yeah. that are roughly the same thing, so I'm right. like, no, you don't know that guy. I thought it was funny. I was asking you all these questions. I know all this stuff about you. And I you're didn't know. Like, what the hell is it? No, I didn't know if <laughs> you this guy did, did some fucking research. This guy's stalking me, man. Dude, <laughs> my ego is so yeah, fucking big. I thought you you're did famous. some research. Yeah, you're famous. Oh, for the you, pod. Like turns out. Yeah, no. I did a lot of research. I yeah. thought you did research. Yep. I didn't know. He's been doing research for years. I know where you played baseball. Yeah. I know. I know yeah. We Googled the fuck out of you. I know where you went to high school. Yeah, you know it all. I know. No, dude, I feel like a dick bag, and I'm so sorry. <laughs> and sorry. it's hilarious because, yeah, no, PJ and I played baseball together. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hung out, ran in the same similar friend group, the mm-hmm. the whole deal. And yeah. we were just saying we haven't seen each other since a buddy's uh, a bachelor party, probably like six years yeah, ago. Yeah, at least six, six seven up. years probably. He threw a baseball game because we were all baseball guy mm-hmm. buddies. But yeah. I missed the game. So I saw I you guys later that night and blah, blah, blah. So Oh, wow. Yeah, PJ and I have... Despite <laughs> introducing myself to you, that's, that's why I've that, known each other for years. Well, that's why I had PJ here. I was like, yeah, so you should come to this because, you know, he doesn't know you apparently, but. Dude, I, <laughs> I thought the research on this program was impeccable. That's, no. that's, that's hilarious. Oh, God, no. <laughs> that's my job here is to know to get to know the guests. Yeah. I yep. thought you were the fucking producer. <laughs> Tap or flat water, sir? Bush light, please. Yes. So. First off, I want to get into your song that we're playing today, yes, Whiskey sir. Man. Yes, sir. How did this come about? So what, it's obviously about whiskey. Yes, sir. Right? So how did this come about? What did you? What were you thinking about when you wrote this? Whiskey Man, um, I was lucky. So I've been doing music and recording music and trying to make music go out of Chicago forever. And I've recently had a little bit of momentum where I've made some cool connections down in Nashville. So I've been going to Nashville about every two, three months for about the last year, two years or so. And this last time I was like, dude, I needed to actually just get in the studio, 
actually focus on myself, record some music. So I recorded a song called Roll Out, uh-huh. where it was that was the that was the reason I was down there. I had the producer, Joel Jorgensen, I had uh session musicians one of whom would just humble bragging was katie perry's like touring keyboardist oh, like that was the that was the main event nice. and wow. i love that song shout out to roll out and all those guys by the way so roll out and then me and this producer joel jorgensen in nashville go out and proceed to just fucking tie one on and we're drinking whiskey and beer and then he gets some tequila shots and blah 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 the next day i my other music buddy, Brad Dollar, who lives in Nashville, that's a real name, by the way, Brad Dollar, not a stage oh, wow. name, was like, dude, just come over. Let's noodle around. Let's fuck around and try to, you know, write something, see if something sticks. I'm hungover. My voice is like literally fucking yeah, gravel. Yeah. And we sat in his place and he's like, what'd you do last night? And I was like, dude, we were crushing whiskeys, had a few tequilas. And then he was like, hang on. He started noodling. Anyway, to land the fucking plane, Brad Dollar and I wrote and recorded Whiskey Man on the spot as an impromptu session wasn't even supposed to happen. Yeah. And we enjoyed it, thought it had legs. So we finished it up, ended up mixing it and mastering it here at a, at a studio in Chicago. And the rest is history, Actually, as they say. So this is one of the songs. It kind of is like, I don't want to say darker song, but it has that more uh, gritty. Yeah. Gritty edge. I would say, yeah. That's we, a good word. Yeah, we didn't have a goal of doing it that way. Again, my voice... So, A, I'm not a singer. Like, mm-hmm. I can croon a little bit. I can carry a tune. I can sing. And I'm not being humble. I'm just genuinely yeah, yeah, yeah. not a singer, yeah. right? So, I'm not a singer. My voice is already fucked. And I'm singing on this song as well. So, it's definitely yeah. kind of got, like, a little bit more of a, you know, gritty, yeah, gravelly situation going on. Yeah, no, I like this. It's always a good lot. sound, though. Appreciate that. Yeah. yeah, people seem to be like rallying behind it so far. You know, no, it's I got, like this one a lot. It's got some momentum. People are digging on it. Um, I like it a lot. I'm proud of it. So, yeah. You know. Well, let's uh, roll into it. Do you want to put us in there? Hell yeah. This is uh, me, Southside Jake, Whiskey Man. I'm a whiskey man, but I had a few tequilas. I was almost a somebody once. I'm on the old side of young and the young side of old. I'm still out here kicking up dust. I'm not a fighter, but don't you try her I can't believe that it was enough Hey, I'm a whiskey man, but I had a few tequilas I was almost a somebody once Two Cuba Libres, one cold water She was the shot type, I went and taught her I got concrete in my soul and the bush light in my veins And I try to drown my sorrows, but it doesn't numb the pain So what can you do? Just stay the course and sang a little heart, a little soul I'm just trying to maintain I've lived a thousand lives and I lost a thousand fights I'ma overcome the demons, I'm just trying to get it right huh? Maybe you're not mine, but you're mine for this night Let's do it for a couple back until we see that old sunlight I'm a whiskey man, but I had a few tickets I was almost a somebody once I'm on the old side of young and the young side of old I'm still out here kicking the dust I'm not a fighter, but don't you try her I can't believe that it was enough Hey, I'm a whiskey man, but I had a few tequilas I was almost a somebody once I broke a few 
hearts and I shed a lot of tears Through the highs and the lows, I'm just conquering my fears Life is full of lessons, some wish I never knew But I gotta keep it pushing cause there's nothing else to do I may not have it all, but I got my old guitar And these whiskey soaked melodies, healing up my scars I'm just singing out my truth Wherever I may roam, lost man on a journey Cause the music is his home Maybe you're not mine, but you're mine for this night Let's do it for a couple back Till we see that old sunlight I'm a whiskey man, but I had a few tequilas I was almost a somebody once I'm on the old side of young and the young side of old Still out here kicking the dust I'm not a fighter But don't you try her I can't believe that it was enough Hey, I'm a whiskey man But I had a few tequilas I was almost a somebody once Just have music you want to send to the Chris Court Show? Send us what you got. We will definitely play it and we'll give you good promotion. Just send MP3s and information to Chris Court Show at gmail.com. Southside Jake Whiskey Man. Yeah, Loved buddy. it. Yeah, Loved buddy. it. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. I, I like can the- hear the gris, uh, the raspy voice, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was on. You know how those next mornings are. So oh, yeah. it was oh, yeah. on, it was on extra. PJ yeah. had one of those on Monday. Oh, yeah, I did. I didn't write a song though. <laughs> <laughs> you should have. <laughs> no, I did not have the mental capabilities. So you said, where did you get the beat at? That's all original music. Um, Brad Dollar is the gentleman's oh, name. Brad. Okay. Yeah. So. Him and I have been noodling, trying to write one together for a long time. He sent yeah. me like a catalog of instrumentals, all great, by the way, but none of them were like properly hitting. So yeah. that's why we got in the room together because it was like, dude, let's just sit down and noodle. Right. You like you guys, musicians, it was supposed yeah. to just be like, let's let's noodle. Right. And that noodling turned into like, wait, what'd you just play? So yeah. we were he. I'm not. I can play what I affectionately call campfire guitar. Like I can grab a guitar and play notes and sing you a right, song, right. but I'm not a guitarist by any means. He is, and he's a proper multi instrument and producer so we were in the room he played some lick and i was like dude let's start there and then we kind of just built it in the room and then once the instrumental was done i was just i was already going on the lyrics and that's great literally was 
you know, all the corny cliches. Sometimes you write a song for six weeks and sometimes right. you write mm-hmm. one in four hours. Yeah. This is one of the four hours ones that just came wow. through, you know. And you never sing on any of them? I've, there's, I've there's always, a couple I thought I heard. I, yeah, I do. I do. I croon here and there. I've got a song called Southside Girl where the yeah, pre-chorus yeah. is like a croony kind of singing thing. Wow. So I've been dabbling. The song I put out right before this, the rollout one I referenced, I sing on that. But I sing on that. There's a female vocalist. There's layering. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I'm not winning any American Idol ever. <laughs> yeah. But I can carry a tune and get you through, right. you know. No, some, I liked it. Some, hey, it was some a, hootie, some Pearl Jam, some Johnny Cash, <laughs> like whatever that just like crooning register is. I can pull some of that off. Well, those guys are famous and made it. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. This is the coolest part is that it was written on the spot, though, too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's how it goes with a lot mm-hmm. of them. I mean, PJ, you were around for a lot of... The whole reason I do music, which is absurd, is we would just freestyle rap at parties. Mm-hmm. And at the risk of being overconfident, I was halfway good at it. So we would kind of get the attention of the party. This is what Stack mm-hmm. and Steve and all the guys that yeah. you know we know. And then we started making up silly songs where we would all know the chorus... But I would just freestyle rap mm-hmm. in between, like stupid stuff. We yeah. had one called Backwoods on Your Face and Spaghetti Taco. Just you guys did that. Um, uh, you guys do that like no string song with Yeah, with Stack? exactly. That one was exactly. great. I remember Fun hearing stuff. that. Yeah, it was We were fun. just dicking around, mm-hmm. drunk guys at a party. And then mm-hmm. we said, we got we to gotta record something. Yeah. We got to record something. This is like 15, 16, 17 years ago. So we figured out how to record one of our super silly, like air quotes, college party songs. And politely, it was egregiously bad as far as the mix and all that right, stuff. Right, we didn't know right. our ass well, from our yeah. elbow. So that's what kicked the whole thing off. Then I was like, dude, I like this. I'm passionate about this. I'm halfway okay at least, you know, freestyling. So then um, I was like, let me make an actual attempt to write a proper song. And then the first ever song I properly wrote was a song called City Kids. Mm -hmm. And I ponied up some money, actually recorded it at a studio, blah, blah, blah. And then the rest is history. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, see, that's a good uh, back bio of that yeah pretty cool stuff and you were there during all this hey oh, i was yeah. there for some of it yeah. chris and i put together a song uh oh yeah <laughs> but i had i had the we it was over a bottle of elijah craig Hell and yeah. um but i already had the lyrics written so it wasn't like written out we kind of put it together over the bottle you know? yeah he he wrote the lyrics and sent it to me and we just uh you know just wrote it out and I played the guitar and then sang it and then yeah he wrote all the lyrics yeah but don't that's what songwriting that's exactly like I've got a lyric graveyard on my phone right now of shit that comes in my head and you throw it on the notes app or whatever 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 you know what I mean I have a shit ton just because you if if you guys sat down and you said we're doing we're having a songwriting session which is what you did but like you know if you were both and you know Nashville and this is songwriting. Mm-hmm. You would come prepared with lyrics and some well, yeah, kind of shit oh, anyway. Yeah. You, know you what bring I mean? ideas. So, you don't. You don't just show up empty. You right. bring ideas. So I guess I'm saying, don't shortchange yourself. You guys, mm-hmm. you absolutely yeah. wrote a song. Well, Chris yeah. has done plenty of songs. I I wrote one. I wrote one song. I want to hear it. But I guess. But I think your song. We do have song. I think we. I think your song hits. What's it called? It's not a. What is it? What is it, PJ? Nocturnal emissions. It's a. And this is. What was it about? But we need the version with the no oh, the, the live. The well, we could though. we could show yeah, them the version after this. That, yeah, you won't be able to hear it on here. I could put it up on our uh, page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be fun. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome, dude. We good on record. you. We were talking about recording. Uh, um, oh, he wanted you to uh, do a, a rap on it. It's two verses. You could do. You could throw a little rap in the middle, dude. I think it would be cool. 
send it send it over yeah have we'll your ha- people call my we'll people. have to we'll have to record it and then you know put a little shit in there like you know the because everything make it sound better we'll everything is live so mm-hmm. it was kind of we can't yeah, really you, can, you can't we couldn't mess with it it was fun it was like fun that was during a new year's eve party like six seven years ago yeah. is when we like recorded it just like a. I, I believe you guys recorded that while we were but, drinking cutty sark but the, no, <laughs> you're right. But that same the, bottle. I think I the first that. time, the first time was in our in my garage after we yeah, had put it, it all together. So then, but uh, yeah, it came out it came out nice. That's you'll hear ass. it later. We'll show you later. I mean, that's the same exact thing I was doing. It literally, <clears throat> it's just like, yeah. oh, I, I got some stuff. Like, oh, you play a little guitar. Like, let's sit in a room. Like, mm-hmm. there's so much tinkering to figure it out. Oh yeah. And I just happened to get bit by the bug and was like, oh, I'm fucking passionate mm-hmm. as hell about this song you know i always had that like when when i started writing music it just started coming out like mm-hmm. a waterfall like as soon as i was like okay i can actually do something with this you know then i was using like computer stuff like cool edit um yep. back in the day and recording on that and like banging the the dr- last drums i would bang the table and shit and that shit was fun and then you start progressively going into like more shit you start getting a band you start you know writing more shit you start tinkering around with the guitar and that's how it just becomes to fruition like damn i can actually do some you just stay the course Mm -hmm. right and then you look up one day and it's 20 years later and you're like oh shit i did some cool shit yeah or at least some stuff i'm proud of you know or whatever i've I've done stuff that i'm proud of like you know i I think anyone that does record shit or i mean even your song i I think you should be proud of that i mean that was sure just That's to do good, something because it's a touchy I'm, song, I've right? never been super. Yeah, it's very, it's very uh, romantic. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I always like going to your guys' practices. With so Chris's band, we I used to go to the practices and see him like work stuff out and put together the song. And um, I, I always, I always liked that process. It was cool. Yeah, so. it was fun. Yeah, if you don't know where music comes from, it's a fucking magic trick, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. right? Like. It was a million years ago. It was like literally 60 minutes or something weird. And I think it was like Tracy Chapman. Anyway, I was like a kid mm-hmm. and they wrote a song on the spot, like during the five minute interview segment. And I was just like, my mind was blown. I was like, wait, you can, you can yeah. do that. You're allowed to do that. Wait, what does that mean? But you know what I mean? Like if you don't know where music comes from, right. I'm convinced it's like a magic trick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like building a motorcycle. Like yeah. I can't. I don't know what the engine just works, dude. Like I can, I can say some stuff about pistons or whatever, but I don't fucking know. Right. It goes. Yeah. But if you're a mechanic, you're like, dude, what are you talking about? Right. This is the easiest shit in the world. It's simple, this simple physics and mechanics. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. well, they say, uh, Paul McCartney wrote yesterday, uh, and it came to him in a dream. Mm-hmm. And that's insane to me. Didn't he just wake up and go to the piano? He, yeah. Then, he woke yeah. up with a song in his head mm-hmm. and it was yesterday. Did you guys check the uh, that Beatles documentary at all on oh, yeah. the uh, Disney Plus or whatever? Yes, you know, yeah. uh, the Get Back one. That was yeah. another thing. Yeah. It was just fun. It's the the way they put it together was great because you're like a fly on the wall just watching them do their thing. I like that they didn't do like a voiceover or nothing. They just let you kind of just watch. Well, he was sitting there noodling, and they mm-hmm. showed the whole songwriting process when he was mm-hmm. sitting there alone. Uh, which one? JoJo was a man. Yeah. Yeah. Get back. Right. Get back. Uh, yeah. uh, it was great. Name of the fucking documentary. <laughs> figured out yet? <laughs> but they, when they're sitting there in that scene, and he's literally just noodling on the guitar, and yeah. he's kind of trying to find it vocally, and then he finds it, and then the boys come in, and then the next thing you know, they're like doing, it. and it's like, dude, uh-huh. it's awesome. Like, and they definitely had that magic. I mean, they changed it a ton too. They changed get back. Oh, yeah. like, it, it would like started off uh, like a political song, and then they completely changed it. A lot of but, their songs mm-hmm. were fucking changed so much, mm-hmm. you know. Because I mean, John Lennon, Paul McCartney, in my opinion, were 
one of the greatest uh, songwriting duos ever. Dude, period. Um, so they inspired each other to do that shit, you know. What's the saying? Is that iron sharpens iron or whatever? Mm-hmm. Like, yes. Yeah. yeah. I think it's that they weren't shy to tell the other that, no, that doesn't work. You no, know? So completely not. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Because it wasn't like no one's ego was bigger than the other's ego, mm-hmm. you know, because they're both fucking huge. John Lennon, Paul McCartney, like mm-hmm. those are two household names. So, yep. all right. Speaking of the Beatles, let's talk about Sotset Jake. Hell yeah. <laughs> two similar caliber, caliber <laughs> musical acts. Right. So, we wrote out some interview questions. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, did. Actually, AI wrote this up for us. AI <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> wrote a lot of these questions had for had us. to Google this bum. You had to drum up an old childhood. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, and they were actually pretty good. And so, actually, one of my questions is, what are your influences? Well, everything we're talking about. So, I'm all over the board. Like, I grew up classic rock guy. Beatles, Pink Floyd, Tom yeah. Petty, The Who, you know, Hendrix, whatever. I'm I'm classic rock guy. And then um love heavy metal, Metallica, Pantera, um I don't know if it's called heavy metal, but went heavy into like Deftones, Kitty, like all that kind of stuff. No and sure. then okay. obviously I'm a hip hop kid, like all of that mid to late 90s meets early 2000s rap. I mean, holy shit, talk about mesmerized. You know what I mean? So I love it all. I know that's like a cliche answer. No, I am almost with you on that. Yeah, hip-hop, classic rock, country. Yeah. Shit, like sign me up. Soul. Do Mm. you, so you kind of, when you rap, you remind me a lot of atmosphere. I get that a lot. Do you? Yeah. Okay. I think the tonality is the same. Yeah. And I think the topics are somewhat similar. Yeah. My deal is like this. Authenticity is the only thing we can be, mm-hmm. right? So it's so funny. Like, I'm 39 years old. So he's like, you tell me, what do you do? Like, oh, I'm a rapper. Like, it's obviously I get that the initial reaction is right. like, LOL, fuck this guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I think the reason it works and it sticks is because and PJ can literally attest to this, or at least I think and hope so. Like, I'm not coming in acting like some ding-dong that I'm not or rhyming about some shit that's not true. Like, we just listen to Whiskey Man. It says, I got concrete in my soul and a bush light in my veins. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. literally sitting on concrete right now slugging a bush light. Like, so (laughs) I say all that not to just be, like, hyping myself up. I think it works because I can have all those influences similar to a guy like an atmosphere and just be like, yo, I'm rapping about what I know. Right. And I'm not trying to be overly gangster guy mm-hmm. and I'm not trying to be over the top. It's just like, this is who the fuck I am. Right. And then also, and sorry for being long-winded, counterpoint, dog, I am from fucking Ford City and I did go to Bogan and fuck you, I'm probably more hood than, yeah. more <laughs> than the hood guys that you know. You know what I mean? So like, I, you know, I think it comes out in this nice little cool, uh, similar atmosphere, authentic. Uh, yeah. Authen- Authenticity. Authenticity, yeah. yeah. Authentic way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't like to compare people to other things, but every, every time I listen to you, that's that's exactly what I hear. I love that. I mean, that's fucking awesome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll take that all day. No problem. Matt, you want to ask questions? I can. Because <laughs> usually just ask all the questions for me. Well, you know. <laughs> um. A lot of these were from AI, so they're going to sound very professional I questions. Love it, please. Uh, I'll, give a, I'll give my interview, like, Chicago job has, interview answers. <laughs> Chicago has a rich history in hip-hop. 
How has the city influenced your music and unique elements? What unique elements do you bring to the songs? Well, uh, the city is the songs. I mean, to go on another diatribe that you guys didn't sign up for, I grew up in Ford City, which is a, a condo apartment building that you guys know, but the listeners might not. Very unique in that it's literally on like this island. It's like at a mall mm-hmm. surrounded by Daily College and like a military base or whatever that thing is right over there. So I wasn't from the neighborhood, if that makes any sense. I was like on this island. So as a result, I could do a little West Lawn, a little Archer, a little Rainy, a little Scottsdale, a little Bogan, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Enter high school, went to Bogan, 79th and Pulaski, respect to Bogan. I was like, dude, I know I can achieve, that sounds so douchey, but like higher than this. I, want, I know I can achieve more than Bogan athletically, school-wise, and we didn't have any money for Catholic school at all. We're from absurdly humble beginnings. So I figured out how to get into Whitney Young, which is like a magnet school. Blah, blah, blah. Let me just land the plane. I got into Whitney Young. I was like, dude, we don't have a car. We don't have a way to get there. So I'd walk from the Ford City condos to the edge of the Ford City Mall, take the 54B to Midway Airport, take the orange line downtown, get the blue line back to UIC, and then walk to Whitney Young. That's a hell of a trek to go to school. So (laughs) to land the plane on your question... I've been breathing in the entire essence of Chicago, my entire existence of life. You know what I mean? So personally, yes, my sound is the streets and Chicago. And with respect to what you said, like, dude, you want to talk about common and Rhymefest yeah. and Crucial Conflict and Twister and all yeah. that Chicago shit? Like, I was also just a student and a fan and a stan of all of that as well. So. Yeah. Didn't you, you played with, uh, or you opened up for... Um Twister? I opened up for Twister twice. Uh, I just met Rhymefest like two weekends ago. If you guys don't know him, he's like, um, he was on back in the day. He still is on. Uh, he was uh, basically like mentor dude to Kanye West. He still runs the Donda Foundation, and he became an alderman. Rhyme, Rhymefest was the shit. He's yeah. been like a hero. So I, I opened uh, for Twister a couple times. I met Rhymefest the other day. Oddly got somewhat close with some of the dudes from Crucial Conflict through a weird ass connection and yeah man i've got my toe in like multiple yeah. weird ass worlds and you play lala blusa too right did lala two or three times so how did you how did you get that dude you know how like just what do they say showing up's half the battle you know what i mean so remember that movie drumline yes remember how like there's that one and it turns out he's forgive me i forget if he's indian or pakistani but there's the white dude who can't hit the drum yeah that dude is q and met him through mutual friends. They have been doing like hip hop interpretations of Shakespeare and shit way before Hamilton. Oh wow. They were the plug to the Lollapalooza situation. <laughs> so they would put on a hip hop workshop at Lollapalooza where you perform and then you can come to the tent and cut a song in real time, like especially for young people and kids. Like, oh, you saw that dude perform on stage? Come meet him, we'll do a freestyle rap with you, we'll record it, and you can like go home with a CD. Yeah. That's yeah. how all that shit started. So yeah. literally the dude who can't hit the drum on Drumline, Holy shit. turns out they're rappers, they're in this Shakespeare hip hop collective, I got plugged in with them, blah, blah, fucking blah, Lollapalooza. Wow. I've always just been about showing up, and I'm not trying to just ramble, but like- No, you're good. 
be there. Hey, you want to do the podcast? Yes. Yeah. Hey, there's a interview for WGN, but it's at two in the morning. No one's going to listen. Can yeah. you be there? Yes. Yeah. Hey, you don't want to do a kids hip hop workshop at 10 a.m. at Lollapalooza? Yes. Is that going to turn into like noon side stage the next year? Like just show up and, and be unassuming and see what the fuck happens. That's something yeah. we've been hearing a lot because Josh Morningstar, yeah. uh, another interview that we had, um, he was actually saying like, man, that's all I do is just play whatever. He's played bar mitzvahs. He's played. What did he, he said say? he played in the parking lot of a funeral home. Yeah. yeah. He's like, he's like, whatever <laughs> they ask me to do, you know, I'm just there. He's like, you know, that's. It's the only way you meet people and you get out your name out there. Dude, it's the only way. And the good part is if you actually enjoy it and love it, you're just doing that shit anyway. Yeah. Like, you guys were like, you want to swing through? I was like, yeah. You were like, you want to do Zoom? I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'll be there. I didn't know how people are, you know. No, I get it. it. Yeah. It's not about you guys per se. I'm just saying, like, I'm, in, I'm big on I like it personally to, you know, yeah. person to person. Yeah, show up and... And show out is no, we do say. a lot of Zoom interviews because, like, you, you don't know everybody, everybody doesn't know you, so it's just easier to go online and do it. But, like, we know that you knew PJ, you know, like, <laughs> you didn't know I, you I, knew, I, yeah, I didn't know that you didn't know you didn't know, know someone that. here, but you do, you didn't know that, but <laughs> we knew that you knew PJ. Yeah, I'm here from nepotism the whole time, I had no fucking clue. I thought you guys just actually heard the tunes, surprise, nope. <laughs> Well, it wasn't it wasn't because of PJ that you're here. Oh, thank <laughs> no, I'm but here because you're here. You're, <laughs> you're physically here because we knew that you knew PJ. <laughs> nice, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, we probably would have forced the Zoom call otherwise. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I think if they live live near here, I'm okay. Well, it depends. You don't know who they are, though. That's the other thing. You yeah, but I kind of. Well, that's the other thing. I feel with like them, I feel comfortable. We with never it. sat around and like did this and drank, but I was like, dude, I know these guys. Yeah, like, right. You know, like right. I'm gonna go sit and drink a couple of beers and talk mm-hmm. some shit. Yeah, for a little yeah, while. yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, go ahead, Matt. You can ask one. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so. Are there specific themes or messages that you try to convey into your music? So, like, you're, it's not very, um, I don't hear too much politics, uh, you know, something like that. But I think you might have already answered this by just saying that you, you uh, write lyrics of everyday life. Yeah, gritty, well, I guess it comes out gritty, authentic truth at yeah. all times. And my particular truth is... I guess what you would call blue collar, which is I say with a giant asterisk because I've never like actually like I've never worked in the trades or anything like that. I'm not blue collar. Right. But my entire upbringing life, like whatever that is and represents blue collar. Yeah. I'm also a bit of a paradox because you guys would never know it. I'm like full fledged spiritual hippie guy like spiritual. What do you mean by that? Like. I can like, like should we have burned some sage before yeah, you came yeah, in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to over there on the counter. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, no one wants oh, really? to hear about this. I had a full fledged like what I call a spiritual awakening like ten years ago. Yeah. So like completely in tune with spirit and the ether world, oh, and no vibrations shit. and all that kind of shit. So wow. I'm I'm just this paradox between this blue collar situation meets full fledged spiritual hippie, which meets kind of, and I'm not saying I'm a tough guy because I'm not, but like meets kind of like fuck you Southside gangster guy right, I, do know, right. I do know crucial conflict fuck you meets like oh that's a beautiful book like I don't know what the fuck I am you know what I mean but all, all I know is it's gonna be authentic and that yeah like for real these aren't flexings I'm a Harley riding pickup truck driving yeah pit bull owning cigar smoking <laughs> son of a bitch yeah 
and then I fucking cry because I saw something on TV <laughs> that, you know what I mean? Like caught my feelings the right way. Okay. And then I'm like, wait, am I a fucking bitch? So I'm a paradox, but all I can do in the music is some kind of element of that truth yeah. of the music. So sometimes you might hear a pure hip hop song from me, which is going to be more bravado and like, yeah. fuck you. Like I said, one line is, I'm the Dalai Lama if you drink rum chata. Like, fuck you. You know what I mean? <laughs> and other times it's going to be more introspective, but it's always going to be authentic you're never gonna get some nonsense and that's I, I like that a lot and, and that's you, you know don't, you don't want to sing about like bitches on a yacht i will <laughs> and i have songs like that <laughs> but it's because on some level not bitches on a yacht but like you know maybe we are got the homie in tampa that has a has a boat maybe we are out there crushing a couple bottles and right. hanging out and the music's going and we're smoking a cigar and you you are feeling that big pimping vibe there you go so yeah. there's some lines like that don't get it twisted but it's but I, it's real it's real yeah you know what i mean yeah um all right go ahead matt um <laughs> I'm you sorry. said you wanted to be included I in these I don't want to read all of these I feel songs. like I'm on the board of review for like Harvard Law or something right now. Matt said that he he didn't get to ask the questions that our last interview, so I'm I'm I love trying it. to include well, them. We had a list of questions, and he just asked every single one back to back to back, and I'm like, Oh, then you oh, got to okay. scan and figure yeah, out. It's got to be natural, motherfucking yeah, yeah, natural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, how did slow motion get played on uh, Blackhawks games? I worked for the Chicago Blackhawks professionally for 13 years. So I wanted... Wait, actually United Center or the actual Blackhawks? I was in the Blackhawks front office for 13 years. No shit. I was on the business side, so I wasn't making hockey decisions. So I played baseball and basketball at Rockford College, which is now Rockford University. Mm -hmm. And every young person coming out is like, oh, I'm going to play pro ball. Like, and PJ, you could attest to this. I have no fucking shot at pro ball. <laughs> so then it's like, well, what's the next best, best step? Oh, you can work in sports? I never knew that. So blah, blah, blah. I got an internship in soccer, and I got my first job properly out of college was 06, 07 Chicago Blackhawks, like full-time no guy. And I was with the Hawks from 07 to 2019 okay. so i rode the wave for yeah you were at the all perfect three time. stanley cups the parades the rings the whole fucking routine which was so surreal so when i left the blackhawks i was obviously still homies with all those guys and i don't and they might call bluff on this i don't think i was like play my shit play my shit i think i was just like at a game and one of the homies was like yo Jimmy on the music, like, you got you to gotta do this or whatever, and they did it. But then the, the Bulls, this is what I'm saying. Now, this is not about showing up, but, like, it's funny how things steamroll, like we were saying earlier. So then, like, the Chicago Bulls, turns out, they have, like, a local artist spotlight series yeah. where you can play a song like you guys just did for me, and then they put you on the big screen. So then, like, they did that. And then it parlayed into, hey, it's not a game, but we got a big charity thing at the stadium for a Bulls thing. Do you want to perform that? And then it was like, oh, shit. And then I forget if it was Bulls or Blackhawks were like, come do a quick halftime thing. And then you look up and you're like, damn. Wow. I played the United Center like two or three times. Yeah. Like, this shit is fucking insane. But the actual grassroots answer is 
I fucking worked there for <laughs> 14 years. Was, was it sold out every time we played the United Center? Dan, I, I like to call it packed out. Okay. <laughs> well, the Blackhawks games were for sure because, you oh, know, for, they yeah. sold out like crazy. Bulls was, it was definitely full in there. I mean, who knows? Yeah. Sold out. It was packed out. Sold out shows you played at United Center. Yeah. Crazy. Definitely. But that's the whole thing too, dog. Like, showing up and I know I'm not trying to be fucking like motivational guy yeah but coming out of college I took respectfully the shittiest internship ever it was for the Chicago Storm which is a defunct professional indoor soccer league and I took a free internship and then that internship parlayed in the Blackhawks job Mm -hmm. now this is Blackhawks coming out of 0506 they were ranked quite literally by Sports Illustrated the worst franchise in professional sports when I was taking the job, they straight up asked me, why do you want to work here? Not like a job interview. Like, oh, so what do you want? Like, no, what? why do you want to work here? We're the shittiest yeah. thing ever. And <laughs> what, the office, what were you thinking? Why did you apply? <laughs> and the office was at 680 North Lakeshore Drive, which is essentially Navy Pier. And yeah. I was on 58th and Moody. Okay. So talk about another uphill in the snow both ways thing to get over there. Full suit and tie for $7 an hour. Oh, wow. So what, doing that shit, again, not to be self-serving, is what parlayed, like people look now like, and I know you didn't say this, like, how'd you get your song on the Blackhawks game? Oh, I figured, pussy, you knew somebody. Yeah, bitch, I knew somebody because <laughs> I took like the hardest, most grinded out path that ever fucking lived. It was lived, crazy because I was out. thinking that same exact thing. Yeah, it's not like my grandpa <laughs> owned the club and was like, Ooh, you know what I mean? It's like, bitch, yeah, I know somebody. but that. So if you show up and show out enough times, eventually you will know somebody. And yeah. I apologize for being on my soapbox on that shit. No, you're like, good. You know, but yeah, Hawks, Hawks was... Yeah, you knew somebody because you, you struggled for several years making minimum wage. And <laughs> right, and then yeah. it works out. Yeah. yeah. But the Hawksers are crazy, dude. Yeah, we, I was there fucking 13, 14 years, three cups, the whole run. It was insane. Yeah. So much. Yeah, fun. that had to have been... You, you said you were on the, uh, the bus? Dude, they treated... Their philosophy was, within reason, one, one team. Mm-hmm. So whether you were front office or player or whatever, obviously the players yeah. still got a little way more preferential treatment. So we were in the parades on the buses. We all got rings. We were wow with the Stanley Cup. Mike, Mike Gapsky is a Southside guy. He's the trainer of the Blackhawks forever. Him and I took the Stanley Cup to fucking Bourbon Street. We took it to, uh, <laughs> no what was it called? Shit. Hackney's, the joint on like 127th in Harlem. I think yeah. it's gone now. Yeah, it's it's it, Wu's house now. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> it was, those were the, that, those were some fucking insane years. That yeah. was crazy time. Yeah. The amount of pussy that can give you, I'm sure. No idea. <laughs> <laughs> no idea or no comment. I was in church. <laughs> <laughs> so we usually do a, uh, a shot with our, our uh, you know, our interviewees. Prove it. So let's do it. Uh, what do you want? Uh, well, we only got Cuddy Sark. Did we drink all the Malort last time? Oh, we got Malort. You want to do Malort? I mean, I'll do anything, but... My Lord, the song, Chicago the liquor. song is called Whiskey, man. We got the whole oh, thing. Yeah, we got, yeah, right we got the whiskey. Like, Let's you know. get the Irish whiskey. That was, uh, that was oh, the yeah, best the way blinders. to get out of a Malort shot I've ever heard. No, right. I'll, I'll, I'll do Malort. So here's another humble brag. I don't know if we keep running during this yeah, shot or yeah, not. Yeah, we'll keep but, running um, while he's going to run off. <laughs> so I left the Blackhawks for a company called Cameo. And Cameo is that company where you can get... familiar? That's the one you can get a shout, a video shout out from a celebrity. That's what it was. You can be like... 
hey, Brett Favre, tell PJ that happy birthday, and I mm-hmm. hope you're... Yeah, uh, and you pay so much money for yeah, it, but yeah. So yeah. I went there, and my job there was to recruit the talent and celebrities to be on the platform, but they started a podcast, and they asked me to host the goddamn thing, but they had the connections to the celebrities. So now I'm in, like, L.A. interviewing... Lance Bass and Sinbad and all these fucking celebrities, but our whole hook on the podcast was because the Chicago handshake is like a shot of Malort and a, and, a, and a Midwestern beer. We called it the cameo handshake. So I would literally, but we, we would court two or three in a day. So it'd be like, shit, this is amazing. I'm with Lance Bass in LA ripping a shot of Malort with his ass. <laughs> But then in two hours, we got another one because Sinbad's coming through. So I'm like, by the end of these fucking things, I'm like four Malort shots deep. And I'm like, you know, it was fucking, it was a trip. It was wild. What did they think of the Malort? Most people took it in stride. <laughs> I would always hype it up, though, and be like, dude, you're going to fucking hate this. So I think they were overprepared. Right. You got to do that. Yeah. But the coolest one was Lance Bass by far. I, I always just tell people it's like the smoothest, best liquor you're ever going to Yeah, that's what I would have done. You're going to love this. Taste yeah, I, I went the backwards route. <laughs> it tastes like a jock strap, dude. <laughs> but a good one. Or like, what's I, that I always, shot I always described it as a crusty penny you found underneath your 1995 exactly. Civic. Exactly. <laughs> or what's the, there's a fun name for it, but the shot that's just all the leftover juice under like the bar mat oh, that you yeah. would take when you were like. It's, oh, it's a bar mat shot. Is that what it's? Yeah. It <laughs> that's tastes, what I always it, yeah, it tastes like fucking that. It's just absurd. Thank you, sir. Thank you, strange man. That actually you've never seen before. <laughs> what a nice stranger. You got it, buddy. What a nice so I don't want to lift it over the equipment itself. Yeah. So. Why? Because <laughs> I don't want to buy new shit. <laughs> so right, do here. it over here. Cheers. Salud, boys. Thank you so much. Cheers. Thanks for having me, too, by the way. No problem. Thanks for coming. See, you can't do a shot of whiskey over uh, the Zooms. Ah, uh, that's true. Mm. Oh, we've done it a couple times already. Is that the Cuddy? What was that? That was um, that was Peaky Blinders. Where'd it go? There it is. There it is. You know, I think I was drinking oh, some of that sure. on New Year's too. Yeah, it was all that mixing that got me. The mixing. Dumb, dumb question. Mixing. Is that obviously affiliated with the show? Or yeah. Is it just, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's it's actually Sadler's whiskey. Nice. Oh yeah, Sadler. Yeah, I think Tim brought that. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. It's just like a Peaky Blinders edition. Yeah, I love it. Appreciate yeah. it. Um. So what's on the list? What do you got? Um. <laughs> Actually, this is one uh, a question that I wanted to ask. So, is there any other artists, rappers, or songwriters, whoever that you dreamt of working with? Yeah, hell yeah. I mean, it's going to be such a hodgepodge, right? Like, if I could sit down in a room with Jay Z and Zach Brown, oh shit, that would be sick. As That'd be fuck. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> This is random, but Nate Roos, he's the singer of Fun Period. Yeah. Some nights I stay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he's a f- prolific fucking songwriter. I'd love to be in the room um, with him. Like, wow. Yeah. I mean, and then I, it's, it's just like we were talking about the Beatles, like Dream Dream World. So, I mean, if Paul McCartney wants to (laughs) throw back a little uh, Peaky Blinder and, you know, noodle around a bit. Yeah, but give me Jay-Z, Zach Brown, give me Nate Roos, and uh, I'm in a good spot. I'm good to go. No shit. Yeah. Didn't expect it to go there. Where'd you think, for real? Um, I was thinking more 
Tupac. Mm-hmm. I don't know why Tupac. Um, because he's still alive. Yeah. James Hetfield. <laughs> uh, see, that's a great answer. Yeah. You're right there. I mean, that's yes to yeah. all these. Like, yeah, you right. Know, you guys right. got to shout an answer. Like yes. Yeah. <laughs> like. Tupac no, I would not yeah. want to do. No Sorry, I'm holding out for Nate Roos. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tupac, who's still alive in Puerto Rico. <laughs> he, do you hear they uh, just caught his uh, yeah. killer? Yeah, he's arrested as killer. Huh. Crazy and times. Now Puff Daddy or Diddy or P Diddy, whatever his name is, is Sean Combs. Like he's the one who put the hit on it. Dude, there is, this is a spiral, but there is a lot of stuff going on in the entertainment world right now where like lids are coming off stuff, whether true or not. And like the allegations around all that Tupac Diddy stuff. Yeah, it's insane. Diddy's under a lot of heat with the mm-hmm. uh, sexual assault stuff. Cat Williams was on the Shannon Sharp podcast last I, night or the night before, went in on all of. <laughs> I've seen that. Yeah. So, you know. For the record, I don't know dick about none of that. I'm observing this as a fan, but shit's going down right now. Yeah. Weird stuff is happening. <laughs> I know what happened. So. I, hey, dude. I, you, were the, you, were, you were there? <laughs> I was there. Yeah, Me and Puffy. Shit's getting weird right now. No. How old were you when that happened? <laughs> Shit. I was fucking 14. <laughs> I was carrying a gun then. Um, I, th- I think that's all the questions that we have. Man, I liked the formal ones. They were kind of... Yeah. <laughs> uh, did you have any more formal ones, Matt? I mean, I might still have a couple, but oh, I, can't I you, don't like the rest of them. You so. said you freestyle, right? Oh, God. We're going to try that on that <laughs> round. Do you need another shot? What I said, sir, was freestyling <laughs> is what started. Yeah, you know what? I did say you used to freestyle. Yeah. But sometimes it's good, it's good to go back to your roots. Yeah, it is. Not you don't have to do it, but I was going to freestyle with you. No, you know what's funny, though, for real, is... The difference, at least for sure in hip-hop, like there's people that can actually freestyle. Yeah. Right? I'm not one of them. Okay. What I can do is garage freestyle, right? Like, Perfect. We're slugging, peeking blinders, and I might just lose my mind if we're going to throw the yeah, time up. Go. Like I can do that. But there's real-life like hip-hop freestyle rappers yeah. that can like make it go. I'm good enough to keep the party alive, keep it going. There's right. going to be some stutters and some nonsense and then some... Uh, yeah. Paul Canerco. Like, wait, where'd you say Paul Canerco out of the blue for? Like, I'm that guy. I'm not like an actual proper freestyler. But no, hell yeah. I can, I can, I can get some, I can get the, the things going. Actually, that's how I write a lot of my songs, for real. I know you asked it teasingly. If I got a good instrumental, I'll mumble through it. Or I'll freestyle something, you know, like I got the Peaky Blinders and then and then the Finders, and I'm like, so I'll I'll record a track like that, and then if it has legs, I'll take those mumbled weird spots and be like, oh no, you should say I got the Peaky Blinders, my soul is lost, let's find her, and then you start actually building, and building off of that, yeah, and then you're like, oh, okay, we're writing a fucking song. Yeah. So I'm not a great freestyler, and I'm not being humble, but yeah, that's how it goes. Can I show you how I freestyle? Please. <laughs> oh, great. Cool. I want you to judge me. I will not. <laughs> I will. I will listen and, <laughs> and enjoy. I just, you know, I figured like, you know. And then right after, I'm going to be like, you know, I t- changed my answer. I'm really good at this. <laughs> Chris, I changed my answer. I'm fucking amazing at freestyle. Rapping. We're grading on a curve now. Yeah, so yeah. On the curve, I'm fucking Nas. <laughs> Here we go. I'm going to do this for real. (laughs) All right. You're in the mix 
with Chris Cord. Cord. <laughs> that's actually sounded good. <laughs> you didn't even fucking freestyle. You beat me. <laughs> I'm drinking some Modellos. I'm turning bright yellow. Matt's a bitch and I want the fellow. Okay. Yeah, see, that's all I got. That's all I got. He just wanted to call me a bitch. That's all he wanted to do. Actually, I just wanted you to go now. Uh, 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 uh. I'm drinking Modellos. I'm hanging with the fellows. I might crack a couple whiskeys. Might mellow. Might smoke a J. Might ride a hog. Might fuck around and do the dirty dog. See, I ain't shit. Like, that's what I do. Like, shit. No, but for real, that's whack. Like, that's... Like... How is that wack? So if we're Did digging, you hear mine? If we're, yeah, but I'm supposed to be able to do this, dog. So am I. Like, if we're in a basement and we're fucked up, that's fun. Mm-hmm. Might write a hog, might do the dirty dog. Like, cute, a bunch of drunk white guys. That's fun. Like, that's yeah. not a proper fucking <laughs> rap verse. You know what I'm saying? Like, no fucking chance. So yeah, the, but that came, So I don't freestyle. That came at the top of your dome. Mm-hmm. I said what you said. You said the first line. I just ran with it. Yeah, but I don't know what I said. Something yeah, about Matt being we'll delete, yellow. We'll delete all this. <laughs> yeah, we'll it's stupid. <laughs> is it because the mic thing's yellow? Is that why? <laughs> yes, Matt, no, is, yeah. Matt is on the yellow color denominated mic. For the record. Over yeah. here it's green, though. Yeah, got we got green, together. we got red, we got blue. <laughs> yeah. Matt, do, uh, did you have any more of your AI questions? No, no. The rest of the AI questions are garbage, so. Yeah. I want to hear one of the garbage ones, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just I wasn't a fan of them. I could pull it out. Is this actually AI? Or are you guys just Oh yeah, yeah. No, I use Chat GPT to come up with something. Here's another question. Amazing. How long you been doing this? <laughs> my whole life. My whole life. I put my life into now. <laughs> but so, how do you stay authentic to your roots while adapting to the evolving trends in hip hop? I continue to slug bush lights. Uh, you were right on top of that question. Yeah. Well, it's funny because that is like a, a nerdy AI question, but hip hop's yeah. adapting like crazy, right? And I'll and I'll be honest, I don't necess- I respect the shit out of it. It's not my style of music, and I don't necessarily love it as a fan. Like it's getting way more, um, way more about the vibe, which is not bad. It's just not me than yeah. it is about like the content of the lyrics. And even rapping is way less about spitting bars and rapping. There's some people doing it, J Cole, Kendrick, yeah, you know, just tons. Yeah. But a lot of it is more like. You know what I mean? Like all that stuff. So um, not not chasing that trend, even though it seems like, damn, Lil Nas X and Doja Cat and all these people are really sounding cool. Like the mumble rap or whatever. Yeah, but I kind of want to do it. No, dude, that you've never done that. You don't do that. Like you're allowed to expand a little bit. Yeah. Don't chase the trends. So what you do know. you think about the mumble rap? Dude, anybody expressing themselves through art is cool with me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Asking what do you think about the mumble rap to me is like, well, what do you think about, you know, I don't fucking know, like this food dish. Right. Like, do you like, you know, stuffed mushrooms? Like, no, nah, I don't really but other people fuck do. with mushrooms at all, yeah. but I'm not going to shit on mushrooms. Like, dude, yeah. it's beautiful. So anyone expressing themselves through art and anybody... um finding a way out of their circumstance through art is is cool with me. Yeah. You need to write a book. I don't know. <laughs> I need to read it, too. Dude, I got another soapbox diatribe for you, though. <laughs> There's two ways my brain thinks. There's the fan, which is very easy to be like, eh, fuck that mumble rap bullshit. Yeah. And then there's maybe someone scratching the surface or being near it and being like, 
oh, that motherfucker's doing his best to make art. You know what I mean? Like, watch this. This will get me canceled if I ever make it. Hey, man, you like Drake? Here's the fan. Ah, oh, fuck Drake. Soft-ass, pussy-ass, whining-on-the-mic-ass Drake. Hell no. Mm. Now watch this. Hey, man, Drake actually heard your shit. He fucks with you. You learned a little bit more about the grind he took. And I'm like, shit, I love Drake. I respect the shit out of the Drake. Watch this. Let me take it more like local. Hey, you like the Cubs? Man, fuck the Chicago Cubs. I'm White Sox till I die. Hey, man, the Cubs called. Uh, literally, my brother worked for the Cubs and my sister-in-law. He won a fucking World Series with him. Like, your brother's there now. Do you like the Cubs? Like, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I like the Cubs. So the difference between, like, the fan version of all of us and then like the oh shit like we gotta actually Watch live your, and breathe in this world yeah. like Lars can't drum for shit fuck Lars he's yeah. the worst drummer in metal that's the hey Lars called oh alright all right. what's up baby <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean like you, you ever had Peaky Blinders yeah. anyway yeah. it's always a gun it's another soapbox you didn't sign up for but you know what I mean like yeah. get, breaking out of that fan mode and just into like what do I actually think about this art mode so do I listen to mumble rap consistently no yeah. Am I here to shit on it? Absolutely not. That's someone trying to fucking be creative, and that's yeah. what we want. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. That's actually a good thing to go by. I, I do the opposite, and I, I'm not you shaming did, you the way you shit do all it. over it. Right. No, I'm not shaming <laughs> the way that you do that, because that's the proper way, and I need to learn that more, because I just, honestly, I go on to my soapboxes, and my fucking mind will just bleh yeah. and just say shit. And I can't stop that. Like, I can never stop that. Like, to say what's on my mind, it's on my mind, it's coming out. There's not, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. It's... But I think it'll bite, like, we, me and you were just talking about this, Matt. Like, yeah. one of these days, you know, because what we're trying to do here on the podcast is actually get more listeners, you know, and get more yeah. people to listen and, and all that. And, and it's happening, but and, like... And the ultimate goal is to have people here, independent artists. That's the ultimate goal. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, and that's that's our main thing is to to get you know, uh, independent artists, musicians out out there. But like, but then we'll we'll have shows where I'll say some some stupid shit, you know, yeah. and it won't. Or be, I'll say some. Stupid it won't be shit. terrible, but and I was talking to him I'm like, what if, and we have the shit recorded, and this is on the internet forever, right? Something happens where okay, we do make it, and then they all replay that shit, and it's like, well, wait, why did the why did you say this, and why did you say that? Yep. So you're right. Like, well, your guys's medium, the podcast medium, is such a unique catch twenty two as well, right? Because it's all about being authentic with your boys, right? Look yeah. at look at Schultz, or look yeah, at yeah. even the other day we just said Shannon Sharp and Cat. They're they're. Mm -hmm. They're talking like boys, like no yeah. one's holding back. Yeah. But the caveat is people know them and like, right. Oh, that's exactly. just Chris. He speaks his mind. Right. Who the we, fuck is Chris? You guys, we guys are running the fine line of like, wait, fuck did he just say? <laughs> like, you right. can't say that. I never heard of you. But if you don't also, if you don't remain your true authentic self, then how the fuck are you ever going to get well, some authentic track? Right, so exactly. it's like a catch-22. So, like, I don't have advice for you. It's just... Well, damn. I think people being salacious for the sake of Were being... Were you asking for advice? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I told them to write a book. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, him writing a book's one thing, but are we actually going to take that advice? <laughs> Dude, be authentic. That's the only advice. Mm -hmm. Do you. And All if right. you say something dumb, just fucking... There's the authentic me. Delete it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, then, yeah. There you go, Matt. I mean, all you can There's be is answer. you at the end of the day, right? Yeah. So fuck them. 
PJ, are you tired? You look. No, <laughs> no. You've been, you've been pretty quiet over there, too. No, I'm good. All right. All you right. need some whiskey? Just taking it all in. You guys are interesting. I'm like, listen to the pot. Yeah. I kind of like that the whiskey's still here. I have no idea the timeline of this thing. Do you care if I put a little of this go for it. Go this ahead. thing here? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, ice ball's melting quite a bit. But. That's all right. <laughs> So we're trying to do a live video. Hopefully this is still going, and hopefully I'll be able to. This is our first time. Uh, I, I think your phone died. Yeah. <laughs> Did it? See. I don't know. I can't. See. I have it on the battery pack. <laughs> I have lights here. I have hey, you know. Got? First time. Okay. We had to do it with our you we know. Got a plus headphones for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Fuck you, Southside. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Who's headphones you making fun of over there? <laughs> Well, he's got the Sonys. I don't even know what I'm wearing. Oh, yours are the... Uh... Well, well, to be fair, we didn't want you to wear those because the air cups are falling apart. You'd have black shit over your yeah, face. I, I have those oh, I got a hat on, which Do is you? saving me yeah. from those. They're actually not bad. Dude, no, they sound good. Sound. Those ones, I have those Sonys that PJ are wearing, and then I'm not a gearhead guy, but um, fuck, I just got a pair of proper good ones, like studio quality, like actual good ones. They're, they're a game changer, but like, dude, headphones are... It depends on depends like on what you're doing. What we're yeah. doing right now is speaking to each other. Yeah, I mean, you can hear other. yourself, okay, right? I mean, and, look and at Matt. That's, that's all we need. Exactly. <laughs> My headphones are beautiful. Right. We're not EQing a fucking opera, you know? Like, yeah. Throw the headphones on. Talk to the boys. I'm gonna I'm gonna go on Amazon buy another five dollar set of headphones. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. They gotta they gotta match that somewhat. I'm gonna find better ones. I saw a set with a crown on the top, so we're gonna go with those. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I like uh, mixing on headphones. That's like a big no-no in music. Really? But yeah. my, my deal is like, dude, people are going to fucking listen to them on headphones. Right. I do the Especially headphones. Especially nowadays. Then I'll take the headphones off and listen. I'll do the car test. And I'm like, if it's hitting those three, we're good. But yeah. I, I like mixing on headphones. Most, most headphones car test today is too, the best, I yeah. think. Most headphones today have great audio quality. Most. 100%. Yeah. So... There's no, I don't think there's a problem mixing the headphones. I think there's probably. I think years ago there was a problem. Well, exactly. And also mixing on headphones versus mixing in some Dolby digital LA studio (laughs) that costs $5 million. Like, of course, you probably want to be mixing in there. Like the one we're sitting in. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But like both of our bootleg speakers pointed at us with maybe a sub on the ground. Like, I'm mixing on headphones, dude. Fuck out of here. You know what I mean? But that's the way people listen, though. Yeah, they listen. Maybe it's, it's changing. Because whenever I, like, was producing music or doing something, it was always through, well, it was always through speakers. Yeah. Um, but any time I tried to do it through headphones, it was too, it's weird. It, it felt claustrophobic for me. It's very, um, it is. It's matted kind of, and yeah. it's very in your head, and it's right here, and you lose a little bit, outside of teasing, unless you have good headphones, you lose a little bit of that spatialness. Yeah. You know, so if you pan something, you're not going to fully maybe get it. Well, but they got those newer headphones, though, with spatial audio and everything in them now. So. They do, but yeah. that's digital. If you get the really expensive ones, though, they've actually got different speakers inside of them. So, like, yeah. At different angles and shit. Spatial yeah. audio is becoming like if you um, bounce your music or mix it in this new spatial audio, I can't speak knowledge on it. Spotify is paying more per stream and Apple music is paying more per stream. If your bounce is in this spatial audio quality. No shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I know that the, uh, the newer, not the AirPods, but the, the bigger ones that they have, the actual headphones. The Max AirPods max. Is that what they call them? Yeah. Yeah. The, the bigger headphones, they, they have the spatial audio built in. So that's probably yeah. why they're paying more. And for it's it. crazy. Yeah. Like if you're in that, Remember when uh, the Chronic 2001 came out, that Dr. Ray album, and the first thing was that movie, Dolgy to Bullet? Yeah. <laughs> 
dog. I think we're all roughly in the same age range. Where you were in the mm-hmm. fucking 1991 Oldsmobile yeah. in 2001, and you put that motherfucker on, and you put your little system on. And you're like, oh my. <laughs> and it's oh my god, it's real life. Oh my god. So yeah, I'm here for the spatial audio. I'm not gonna buy the special headphones for it, but nah, that shit's expensive. Not as much as they charge those yeah, fucking things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I got my five dollar Amazon special. Dude, it does the same shit. We're hearing each other right now. It's all good. That's the other thing. Here's another diatribe as you search to whether fucking end this or find an AI question. I've got a theory too called it's the it's the man, not the mic. Like a lot of gearheads will be like, well, if you don't have the manly fucking XN97 for $2,000 or if you don't have a sure SM7B, it's like, bitch, I would rather listen to good music and a good singer mm-hmm. out of a... Oh, 100%. Cracker Jack Mike than a bad singer on a $2,000 manly. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's the man, not the mic. Oh, right. He's got the fanciest mic here, and it's old as yeah. shit. That's an SM58 there. <laughs> but it's old as shit, too. It is. Yeah. We bought that in high school. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, SM58, like, that's the live. Right, right. Reco- like, that's why we got it. Because yeah, we, yeah. we, we were playing a live. It was probably a big investment at the time and the whole deal. Yeah, like, I think it was $150 or something for the mic. Dude, 58s are still the, at least, like, you know, once you hit arenas and a proper yeah. touring. But 58s are still the go-to I love playing them. out mic. I love yeah, them. Yeah, they're fucking awesome. Um, but, yeah, dude. Everyone's like, oh, you can't, dude. Get a fucking standard mic. Throw that shit in, uh, what's the standard thing that comes with Apple? Garage Band. Throw it in Garage, Garage Band. Band. Yeah. Like, don't, I don't want to hear about, I didn't have money for the studio, bitch. You could literally do it anywhere right. now. Well, that reminds me of that, um, you were talking about that, I had to look up the guy's name, but that uh, Oliver Anthony, mm-hmm. who did, he basically had oh, just like yeah. a mic set up in the woods. He did that uh, Richmond, North of Richmond. Yeah. That stuff's great, and that's not that's not on any kind of equipment. He's just out there with his guitar singing. It's because like, good music's going to. all, you hear just the soul, like, just crawling out of them it's crazy good but, music's gonna shine mm-hmm. no matter what even all these legends we're talking about the Beatles all this stuff they're recording on what eight tracks maybe at the mm-hmm. most 12 tracks you know again I'm not a yeah. gearhead but the, so we're playing it as a live band in a room we're tracking it most of it all at the same exact time like that would not meet today's recording standards yeah no, but you love those fucking songs mm-hmm. you cry to those songs and they still sound great right <laughs> so I don't want to hear like ooh. I didn't have a sure SM7B. Like, bitch, record your fucking song. Let's see if it's a good song because we can always take it to the big boy right. studio later on. You know what I mean? Like, oh. I think I I prefer the... Nowadays, it's there's too much shit. You know, there's too much, there's too much tracks that you can record on. There's too much... I liked when everything was dumbed down back in the day because yeah. you had to be creative. Like a four-track recorder like we had. A four-track, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But you had to be creative as fuck. I mean, you had to, okay, take four tracks. You had to record the four tracks and then replay that, record four tracks again, right. and then think of, like, different things. You didn't have all this fucking... Yeah, you had to layer it after the fact. You right. couldn't put it together all once. So I think yeah. that forced you to be more creative with your music. Now it's just like, all right, we lay down tracks. And I'm not saying that it's, it sounds bad at all, but I'm just saying that, like, there was a lot more creativity they that came out well and you had to be tighter as an instrumentalist as well yep. too yeah there's no such thing as botching botching a oh yeah or whatever yeah you know what i mean and you had to have the money for the tape 
and some kind of space or at least recorder to run the reel to reel. Right. So right now, the barrier to entry to creating music is lower than it's ever been in the history of life. Right. And it's like everything. It's a two sided coin because the bad news is any fucking bum can just record a song on a garage band, just like I just said. And it's probably going to suck. The good news is. Holy shit, that fucking PJ Conway was a poet this whole fucking time and we didn't know it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not, I used your name, not but I'm not, you know, emissions. I mean it sincerely. Just, and then, like, oh, that's all he needed was a mic and garage band. Just yeah. like the dude you said, the, the Virginia, uh, you know, the, mm-hmm. the yeah. like, holy fuck. So, curse and a blessing. The barrier to entry to everything is lower right now. Like, we could publish a children's book tomorrow. We yeah. couldn't do that. 25 years ago Mm -hmm. you'd never find a publisher to pick it up right so i love that art has like a pathway now but you gotta sift through more fucking bullshit than you would have with a four track there's too (laughs) too much coming in now yeah 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 there was a and we talked about this a lot on the show um a lot of bands a lot of artists and i don't know if you're doing the same thing will just release singles Mm -hmm. instead of albums and it seems like it's nobody buys albums anymore. It's the more plausible way, yeah, uh, that people are doing things now. I it's way more plausible in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, the the pure hippie artist in me would love to listen to an album and sit down and consume it and mm-hmm. put the record on and drink some whiskey and be in the room and all that. The music marketer in me is like, dog, all that time and effort you put into writing, recording those. 40 songs to get chopped down to 12 and then you're promoting that one album we could have been putting all that time and effort and into you might one be only, song and you might be yeah. only promoting one or two singles that's what I'm saying yeah but we promote we write one song we promote the shit out of that one we write another one we promote the shit out of that one right? and then we see what sticks and then like I'd love to write a concept album but nobody we ain't got no fucking time for that mm-hmm. that's crazy mm-hmm. because if you think about it I mean I'm just gonna take the wall for example mm-hmm if that shit was going on now, that would never, ever happen. Ever. And, like, all these artists and bands that, you know, we've inter- interviewed and talked to, like, they all say the same thing. No, we just, we do, uh, um, uh, you know, singles and all yeah. that. But, like, they can have a... Yeah, some of them release an EP, but it's just, like, three or yeah, four, four songs. Four they can songs. have yeah. a very good concept album that, you know, is built there. Because I fucking love concept albums. But it seems like that's just not the thing to do today i love the idea of an album i think that's something that should be honored as like a listener like i literally just listened to two days ago buster rhymes had extinction level event it came out in i think oh two i just listened to it front to back the other day yeah albums are fucking dope mm-hmm. oh yeah but and usually the artists orchestrate them in a way where it's it tells a story throughout the entire album exactly mm-hmm. yeah. and the art the physical, like the artwork, like the oh, illustrations yeah. tie into it. That was the and best that's part of it. And then you look at you, the you lyrics. Put the, you put the CD or the record on or whatever. You'd be sitting there just staring at the shit, reading it. And, Dude, yeah. you got the interludes, all that jazz. Dude, I would love to do that. I just think we live in an eight day. We live in the TikTok age, right? So right. it's just like, is this they want cool? Shit is it fast. not? Is it cool? Yeah. Is it not? Yeah. It's not like we're waiting on bated breath because <laughs> the Stones album is dropping mm. Tuesday and we're all going to get it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we don't want to stand in line anymore. You gotta adjust with the times. Stand in line close. at the record store for the release date. Hell yeah! Dude, or the uh, <laughs> the actual Ticketmaster locations, like you'd be oh, outside yeah. the Jewel, yeah. the Carson Perry Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, I remember when Jewel had like the ticket sales and shit yeah. for stuff. You'd go there for like the fucking like circus. Even you'd go to Everything. Jewel to get the tickets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that was fun. 
instead of going online and then. Oh, it's so much easier. It's so much easier. <laughs> I, I want four tickets done. For the lazy man in you. Right. Dude, but then pulling them up is hard sometimes now, too, because it's like download the ballpark app right. and upload this and fucking scan your retina. It's like, dog, I'm just trying to get a hot dog and go to the game. Like, Here's your porn you looked at last week. Right, exactly. You're fumbling with the thing in front of the usher. The, the browser history pops up. Like, a dog. Big dick pops up. I'm just trying to. Fuck! I'm trying to see the White Sox, like <laughs> the Royals. I swear this is what I was looking at before. I swear, yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's winking at you. Shit don't work. Golly. <laughs> all right, all right. So I think that's all we have uh, for today. Hey man, I want to thank you so much for coming on. We did it all. It's been awesome. Like, thank you, Southside Jake, PJ. Thank you for coming up here. You're welcome. And uh, it was nice to meet Southside. He, he's not gonna thank me for the first time. I'm always here, Maddie. I'm always here, Maddie. Maddie's Maddie's always here. He's the uh, he's a co-host here. Thank you, Matt. You're welcome. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, I quit. So you, where can everyone find your stuff? Well, guys, you can find me at SouthsideJake.com. No, all everything is Southside Jake. I, I Southside is one word, which is technically incorrect in the grammatical world. Uh, but all my Instagram, Facebook, website, everything is just Southside Jake. So and it's all on streaming platforms. Too, oh yeah, like to Spotify and if, yeah, anywhere you can get music. I'm on AMI jukeboxes. Fingers crossed, really close to closing something with TouchTune jukeboxes. So oh shit, yeah, we're out here. Nice. Anywhere, anywhere. If you throw Southside Jake in the Google machine, you will, you'll, it'll populate. Awesome. Well, hey, man, thanks a lot for coming up here. Dude, for real, uh, love that what you guys are doing. Love that you had me here and uh, appreciate the platform. Yes, for sure. Salud. You heard it, Southside Jake. Once again, thank you for listening to The Chris Court Show. Remember, if you have a band or business or know someone that has a band or business, Send all the info and MP3s to chriscourtshow at gmail.com. Chicken nuggets and cranberry sauce. The Chris Court Show.